You know it's not right, yet you choose to stay. It makes you miserable, yet for some reason, you can't end it. I'm talking about your relationship with a cluster B, and this is my inner torch. So I've talked about trauma bonding in the past, how we tend to attach ourselves with a malignant person, with a toxic person. Trauma bonding is when you're so heavily attached to a toxic person. It doesn't matter whether they're a borderline, whether they're a narcissist, but you're attached to this person and you're so attached to them that you're willing to maintain a relationship even at the expense of yourself For the few and far between highs. Think about it. Your brain gets highly addicted to the habitual ups and downs that you get. That even when the relationship ends, you will seek and crave the person or become obsessive or seek similar people in order to get your fix. It's the rewiring of the neurological pathways of love turning against itself. It's like your immune system attacking itself. The loss of the love makes you crave them even more. You're dependent in the same way. When you think about it, you're dependent in the same way that a heroin addict is. You have to get your fix. Time and time again, I visit bulletin boards across the internet And I read the stories of victims like you and me. And I scratch my head because I'm a fly on the wall. I'm a voyeur of their dysfunctional, disordered, dysregulated relationship, the triple D. And I'm just witnessing this. I'm watching this train wreck. And I can't believe because I am a neutral observer how these people are putting up with the other person who is obviously toxic, who's obviously abusing them. And I wonder why and how, but then I take a step back and I look at my situation. Why and how pertains to me? Why are we addicted to these people? Why are you addicted? Why do you remain? Why do you seek answers from this podcast and other podcasts out there that talk about narcissism, borderline, psychopathy, You know, psychopathic, histrionic. Why do you choose to remain? Do you honestly think that you can fix your cluster B? Do you think that you can make and break them from the demons that possess them? That make them disordered? That give them the emotional allowance to abuse you, to act out? And yet you sit there and you take it. I do. I do and I have for over 20 years. What does that say about me? Am I trauma bonded? You betcha. Am I addicted? Well, I think I'm a recovering addict. The only difference between now and then is that now I understand. Now I see things for what they are. And I've talked about this in previous podcasts. It does give you some solace. It does give you some comfort. But it doesn't make it right. We have to reinvest in ourselves. We have to believe in our own self-worth and not 
continue trying to build up their self-worth. Stop trying to show them that the world is a better place because that's a lens that they can never possess. They can never see life the way you and I see it. They can only act it for a very, very short period of time. And that, of course, is called the love bombing phase. When they want to draw you into their web of emotional pain, sorrow, insanity. That's what trauma bonding is all about. And it is very manipulative. It is very, uh, it's very thought through by them. It is very premeditated, for lack of a better word. They know what they're doing in some sense or form. They're just trying to survive emotionally. And the only way they can is if they have a host, they have a supply. And that supply and that host is most likely you. And that's probably why you're listening to this podcast. MyInnerTorch at gmail.com. New episodes uploaded every single Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Almost 80 podcasts now of relating to you my experiences, my thoughts, my positions, whether you agree with them or not. If you're somebody with BPD who's listening to this particular podcast, or if you are a narcissist, then you should know and understand the pain, the hurt that you put on people. doesn't make it right. And you need to understand that the road to recovery, if you so choose it, is very, very long. And that's what we need to understand as survivors of these relationships, that things may be or seem a little normal and we grasp onto that. That's part of that trauma bonding. That's part of that high that we get when we get a little, you know, when they breadcrumb us, they show us a little bit of affection. They give us a glimmer of hope. And then frequently, as we talked about, or as I talked about in a very early podcast, we're always emotional sandcastle building. That's what we're doing. We're always building up that emotional sandcastle, knowing full well that it will be wiped away in a moment's notice. And it just depends on the tide. It depends on their tide of emotions, what they're feeling on any given day and how they feel about you. And understand something which is, I think, very hard for all of us to understand and accept because we've invested so much love, we've invested so much emotion that they cannot love us back. They can't. That's not something they're, they're able to do. And that is very, very difficult to accept. That is very hard for most normal people who invest so much in these relationships and they hope so fervently that they can get back what they had, but what you had wasn't real. And that's another thing that's difficult to accept. The fact that they don't love you, the fact that what you fell in love with was a mirage. It was what they wanted you to see because they're shapeshifters. They can show you what you want, but they cannot sustain it. And eventually the mask comes off. And what we see is terrifying. It's hurtful. We stand back in disbelief. Why can that person who supposedly loves me 
told me that they, that I was their soulmate, that I was their world. Well, folks, they've told that to so many people before you, depending on how old they are. It's just another act. It's another play. And we all know how it's going to end. So I wish I could tell you something more confident, but what I can tell you, the most important thing you need to do is work on yourself and believe in yourself and not let them steal your soul because they will if you let them. They will. They are soul suckers. They will take everything from you, your dignity, your good intention, your empathy. They will suck you dry. They are emotional vampires. Make no mistake. They will take everything that they can from you, both emotionally and physically. And they will leave you a husk of a person that you were previous to when you, before you met them. And the biggest danger is that you're going to go back and you're going to do it again. Think about your relationships that you've had in the past before you entered into a relationship with the person you're presently with and see if you can discern a pattern because I can. And that's terrifying. I looked back on my life and on my relationships and I saw parallels I saw where I made the mistakes, where I bought into these personas that narcissists and borderlines portray. I bought into it hook, line, and sinker several times, not just this once. And so you have to take a step back and see why you do this and you did this. And what about that, that you can change because the power of change has to come from you. You cannot ask the cluster B to change. You can't ask them to go back to being the person you thought they were because that person does not exist. That person never existed and that person will not come back. MyInnerTorch at gmail.com. Be well. And in whatever you do, be good till next time. This has been my inner torch. <laughs>